Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business sustainability. And our guest this week, well, it's not just about the value of sport, it's also about the value of being coached as well. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Ryan Beckwith, the owner of A3 Sports Performance. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Hi, thank you for having me. For visionaries who don't know who you are, yep. who are you and what is it that you do? Yeah, Ryan Beckwith, owner of A3 Sports Performance. Uh, been doing this now for, A3's been open for 10 years in Bakersfield. Right. Been a coach and a collegiate administrator my entire career. So, uh, yeah, that's that's me in a in a in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Now, visioneers, I don't know how many of you have children that are thinking about becoming kinesiology majors. Well, I hate to tell you, but there's a lot more to it than just being a PE teacher or a coach. In fact, here at A3 is the result of a master's thesis project. Yes, one that has actually come to life. Tell us about this facility and how this all came about. Yeah, the initial idea was during, like you said, during my master's degree. Right. And I was at the University of Georgia. I just finished my athletic career and I got a GA position inside the athletic department. What's a GA? Position? Graduate assistant, okay. sorry. Perfect. So I had finished my athletic career and so now it was like I had a one year left of school to finish my master's and how's I going to pay for it? And right. so I started applying for different things and I just luckily landed a job inside the athletic department. Anyway, I started learning about the business of sports and that was part of what my master's degree was about ah. as well. And you know, as an athlete, you don't really pay attention to those things. You're too busy to pay attention to right. it and you're just there to grind. Right. And all of a sudden I'm on the business aspect of it and learning you know, the difference between a real scholarship and an endowment and all these different things. And so I had this idea of, you know, if we're doing endowments here at the University of Georgia and most schools do and their endowments are huge, right? right. And then really that money goes into an account and you get a return on it. Right. And I thought, man, like, couldn't a facility exist where a kid could go get training and mentorship and, and get the resources that we have here at the collegiate level right. at the lower level so that they're ready to actually be at the upper levels, but do it to a sense where a professional athlete can come in and train and then the money that they put into their training can help a younger kid who would have been a kid like myself that needed help financially to be at a facility like this. Right. And that's really where the idea came from was setting it up as a nonprofit so that a kid would be able to apply and work through it and earn the right to be around this type of thing. And that was the idea initially. And it was, you know, and in, in that project, I had to decide, you know, do you lease the thing? Do you buy a thing? Uh, how do you do the equipment? You know, what do you do from a staffing standpoint? And it was this whole huge project. And um, then, you know, I went on to my career. I went on to coach at UCLA after that, and then went up to the Bay Area. I was training for the Olympics myself. And right. life happened, sure, you know, and, right. and then I ended up moving to Bakersfield because my wife's from here. Right. And I was the athletic director at BC, which obviously from a business standpoint and administrative standpoint really set the tone for me and really helped me to understand what it was to run a business. How so? You know, you, it was the first time as an administrator that I wasn't just coaching. You know, I was, mm. I was now kind of program development, right? I was, 
you know, you take the head coach of football and volleyball and basketball and you're trying to get everybody to work under the same umbrella and work for the same mission and all those things. Right. And it wasn't just about making a kid run faster or lift heavier. Right. And that was the first time in my career that I wasn't responsible for just the kids anymore. I was responsible for programs and mm. and budgets and what, event there's money management. Behind athletics? Oh <laughs> yeah, you know. The event management was a whole right. other aspect of it. And it you know, it just kinda all these ideas I had from my master's degree and then my career up to that point were now all in one place. And it was at that point where I was like, you know, I think that thing I did in my master's project, you know, 12 years ago or 10 years ago, I mean, that, that could be a thing. It could be. You know, I, I ended up leaving and resigning from BC and, and took a chance. Right. And now we're standing here 10 years later. But this isn't your first location. No, it's not. This is, this was the growth of the business. And again, it's one of those things. It's, it's taking a chance on yourself and, and, uh, and equally importantly, the community did too. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I don't want to sit here and get emotional about it all, but yeah, it definitely was, you know, talking to different people in the community about what my wife and I are trying to do. And if it wasn't for athletics, I don't know where I'd be, honestly. And, and if it wasn't for the coaches that I've had and the experiences of, that I've had, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't tell you. And that was my entire mission was to pay that forward. and, and the things that I experienced, not only at the collegiate level, but at the professional level is, in my opinion, we're going to talk about this later with, with the work stuff. Um, right. Everybody should know. It should not be reserved for just professional athletes. And I see it time and time again. I, I saw it as a collegiate coach. I saw it as a collegiate athlete. I saw it as a collegiate administrator that you have these, these kids that are coming into that realm and they're just not ready. And I'm not talking about athletics. I'm talking about life skills, time management, academically, nutritionally, like they just weren't ready. And you watch it happen all the time. So you wonder, you know, when you start talking about the percentage of kids that go from high school to college, it's 2% or less, right? Right. Well, now the kids that go from there to the pros is even less than that. Right. But then the kids that go through this entire process, but then struggle to find a job and hold a job after they're done being collegiate athletes, it just shouldn't happen. And a part of that comes from where were they before they got to college and what skill set did they have before they came in? Because you're not necessarily learning that at the collegiate level. And that's why this place exists. But you also have a very significant part of your business too that starts at five o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> and that's it's funny you say that because that's that's true. It's you know, there's there's so much money spent on on the athlete, right? right. The the sport science of it all, right? Billions of dollars, right? right? Because like we just saw, the Washington Commanders are going to sell for what six, six billion dollars, yeah. right? That's one team in one organization. So. Right, but it's also made up of several very wealthy business owners and other groups uh, as well. And it's that, amazing. And that money didn't happen just come overnight. No, and that's my point to it is the movement science side of things is reserved for the high-level athlete, mm. and, and in my opinion. And what is movement science? That's a great question. That's kinesiology, really, okay. right? Right. right. And as we go through it, you know, how do you walk? How does your foot make contact with the ground? What's happening with your neck? Where's your depth perception? What is your spine doing? You know, right. all these things that go with it. And those are things that are being constantly evaluated on the athlete, right? I mean, it's the difference between running a 4-4-40 and a 4-5-40 yard dash in football. Right. That's one-tenth of a second. Right. One-tenth of a second. 
Right. Right. But that's important and it's a big deal. But what we're talking about is how do they move differently? Because you're not increasing that tenth of a second overnight. This right. is something that happens over time. And but, this is something that also is not just for football, but also no. in track. Oh, because you, you name guys it. Track, do a lot of baseball, softball, basketball. We all there's all testing for everybody, right? No matter what you're doing. Right. And the key to this is there's a lot of thought behind this. It's yes. how many steps to the first hurdle, oh, how many to the next hurdle, what's 100%. your stride like? How does this, what you have going on early in the morning, apply to the business yeah. owner? And that's exactly where I was going with it was when you look at it from that standpoint, like what's A3? Well, A3 is a performance facility right. where we take sports science right. and we apply it to everybody. As the business owner, mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time behind the computer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My case, editing. <clears throat> but. A lot of other business owners think, oh, well, if I wanted to go to a gym yeah. to go work out, I can just go ahead and sign up for a plethora of other gyms Absolutely. out there. Absolutely, yeah. But this is not your normal gym. No, no, it's not. <laughs> In fact, there's a great indoor track here that you've got to check out. Yeah. So what is it that you do for the business owner? So that, you know, we call it the executive athlete. And if you're a human, if you're standing upright, you're athletic right. and you should be training athletic movements. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean you need to be lifting a house as you do it? No, not at all. Right. It's what is specific to you to make sure that your joints and everything going up the chain from the ground up is coordinated. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it comes down to. Right. Right. So, you know, you get asked a lot of times and people see this and they think it's just a passion project. And yes, it is. I mean, it's obviously my passion. That's why I get up every day and I do this and I do it for the right reasons. But at the same time, it is my profession right. and it is what I have done and I study it. And all of our coaches have degrees and they have advanced certifications. So you're not dealing with just run of the mill. I want to be a personal trainer. These are professionals that are working here. And with that executive athlete group, you're actually getting small group private training. So it's like you have a personal trainer, but it is in a group setting, which is really fun. And it can help you grow your business because it helps you clear your mind. Oh, 100%. I mean, all the research out there, I mean, you can, oh my goodness. <laughs> Where do you begin? <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, man. if visitors want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? So we have our website. So it's a3sportsperformance.com on Instagram, Facebook, any of the social medias at a3 sports performance. So, or you can call or text us, which is 661-465-3771. You can call or text that number and someone will get a real human, <laughs> a real person will get back to you. Yeah. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what does it take to move to a new location and what pitfalls to watch out for when we come right back. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Claro Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Claro Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Claro Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at clarotire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Claro Tire at 661-324-6069 today. 
I'm here with Ryan Beckwith, the owner of A3 Sports Performance, and our visitor question comes from Victoria, who asks, how do you know when your business has grown enough to afford to move to a new and larger location? <laughs> how do you know when you can afford it? You know, I think it's one of those things that you just, you got to run your P&Ls, right? You got to run your numbers. You got to understand what's coming in, what's going out, right. what does your staff pay, you know, all the intangibles that go with that. Right. But sometimes you're taking a chance. Hmm. You know, you're, you're saying, hey, I think this business can grow to this. Right. What it's showing us based on projection mm -hmm. is that we're going in a direction that's gonna allow us to, you know, bring more in. Maybe eventually we'll make some profit in this right. thing. And it, it's at that point, you know, you go, well, we can stay where we're at and just kind of hamstring ourselves, pardon the pun, right. to where we're at and what we're capable of doing mm -hmm. or Right now we're doing pretty well where we're at. We're growing, people are seeing what we're doing. We right. haven't even put any money into the marketing aspect of it yet, right? right. So why not? Take a chance, right? right? And it's, it's just like anything else in life. You know, you're, you're taking a chance. What was the tipping point for, for you to go, okay, this location where we're at is too small? Well, it did get to that point. You know, we were, the way the facility was set up before was we didn't have as many racks as we do now right. obviously um, but half of it was just a volleyball court mm. and then the other half was what i set up as a weight room okay. and it had a two-lane track that i laid myself down there as kind of a, a <laughs> I mean, a lot of this stuff still is, but you know, you, you look at it and you go, okay, well I can only fit X amount of people in here at this time. There's only so many hours in the day. Right. Location was another aspect of it. We were over by Smith's bakery on the East side right. by Crowd electric, or I don't think right. it's Crowd right. electric anymore, yep. but right. we were right next door to them. Great people, by the way. Right. We just got to that point where we we're sitting there and we're going, you know, if we were able to move the location that would be one side of it right two if we had more functional space uh, then we could really progress the programs that we want to do and accommodate more clients a hundred percent yes and you know and then from there that would allow us to be able to hire in more staff right. we have a very good relationship with cal state where the graduating seniors in their capstone which is their you know their final project of their senior year right they do an internship with us ah. and so actually we now have a staff of 18 total including my wife and I and a, a good majority of them have come from that program what was the tipping point for you personally yeah. that made the tra transition that made the business successful enough that you said okay I can do this and, and I don't have to go get an administrator job somewhere else legitimizing it as a business right, and what I, and yeah what I mean by that was it's not just coaching it's not just mentoring right, right? like I can do that at the park right it really was creating a business a legitimate business that was a safe environment for people right but then it's also looking at it from a standpoint you got to value your own time your knowledge and what you can bring to the world. Mm. And that's where the business allows you to do that. Right. Because 
now it's a legitimate thing. And that's why it's called A3 and not Beckwith's performance because I wanted to supersede a single person. It's a brand. Mm, right. And it is, it's a, it's a training style. It's a training philosophy. It's not just, hey, let's go talk to Ryan. No, 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 no. It's not about Ryan. It is about the actual facility and the system that has been created, the business that it is, because we are a coaching business. That's what we are. Oh. And when you look at it, it's not a gym per se. Right. It is a coaching business. So where we differ there is not 24 hour fitness where you get to just come in whenever you want and do whatever you want. Right. If you walk in here, you are being coached. And that's the whole purpose behind it. Your wife is the CFO. Yep. How many years have you guys been married? Uh, 11 years. Okay. And we have, or sorry, we're going on 12. It'll be 12 in September. Right. Uh, we met in 2010 though. Being the CFO, she's the one that keeps an eye on the numbers, the profit Absolutely. loss. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure we stay on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Uh, when you were first getting this business going on Union Avenue, at mm -hmm. what point, or was there a point where she sits down with you at the kitchen table and says, honey? Yeah. Uh, we got to change something because we're not charging enough. Yeah. Walk us through that process and, 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 and realizing, you know what, my time and, and what I've got going here is worth something. And it wasn't just me, that we had a staff now. Okay. And in order to bring in the high qualified people that we wanted to come in, right. we've got to be able to pay them. Right. But if we keep the rates the way they are, well, we can pay them, but we may not be able to pay ourselves or we may not be able, I mean, she didn't make anything from here for a very long time, mm -hmm. but all the amount of hours and stuff that she was doing. But then it was, you know, could we not afford a new piece of equipment that we desperately need? Or, right. you know, the cleaning service, well, I am the cleaning service. You know, and you start, look, at least I was at one point. Right. And you start looking at all these things and like, well, well time wasted, right? I right. mean, time is money, you know, right. value yourself and your time. And if, if I was spending three hours cleaning when I could have been doing three hours of program design, right. well, then we just lost, right. right? So you look at it from that standpoint and there's a lot of trust back and forth, you know? Right. I mean, I have to trust that she's looking at it objectively. She has to trust that I'm listening and, and I'm, willing to do those things because you know if i go into a3 the next day and i don't execute what we just talked about then right. what was the point now there's no trust so there's a lot to it on that side of it that not only do we need to make money ourselves we need to be able to have premium coaches and a premium service because right. again if our job is to coach and you're coming in and you come in and you're like hey i've never worked out before i want to learn all of these really cool movements and actually lift weights. I've always been interested in it. Well, if I don't have a high qualified person in here to make sure that there's a regression, let's say we've built out this entire program and you know, maybe you're just not comfortable doing a box jump. I mean, who is right? right? <laughs> but let's say I have it programmed as a box jump. Well, let's not do a box jump. Let's work on a landing piece, right? Or let's just right. work on the compound movement of the ankle, knee and the hip. Well, I need a coach that's intelligent enough and experienced enough to know that regression. Well, that costs money too, right? So there's a premium service aspect to that that is really necessary when you start talking about, do we need to raise rates? Well, yes, you need to raise rates in order to do that. When we come back in the next segment, we're gonna be talking about the very thing that Ryan just spoke about, how he can help you and your employees with their physical movements and potentially reduce your liability risks at the same time. 
The reason we're here talking with Ryan Beckwith, the owner of A3 Sports Performance, is because of the financial support and contributions that come from visioners just like you through our Patreon page. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash small business celebration and see all the wonderful bonus content and material. And if, by the way, Ryan does a great job with the game. So go to patreon.com forward slash small business celebration, sign up for one of our membership levels and help us continue to celebrate another small business making a big breakthrough. I'm here with Ryan Beckwith, the owner of A3 Sports Performance, and our visionary question comes from Adriana who asks, we have an employee that is having a challenge being consistent in a particular set of manual tasks. Mm -hmm. What can you do to train muscle memory? So the funny thing is, before we even get into this, the research will tell you there is no such thing okay. as muscle memory. All right. So it's all about how the brain processes information, your spatial awareness, your movement patterns that you've created, those are all part of it. So it's not necessarily muscle memory. And one thing that we've got to think about when we start feeling maybe a little bit of pain or discomfort, your muscles will only work as well as the joints they're connected to. Okay. Your joints will only work as well as the muscles they're connected to. So there's oh. a lot of neurofeedback that's happening. We're constantly adapting to our space. Okay. And so we do create movement patterns, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's muscle memory, Got it. right? So there's always going to be this give and take in our movement. So if I've created some kind of neural pathway that might be blocked, let's say that I'm going to pick something up. Mm -hmm. Well, if I were to do something and let's say my right knee kind of collapses a little bit, well, because my left, my right knee collapses in, maybe my left hip and my SI joint on my left side takes a little bit of the grunt. Right. Well, that's, and then now all of a sudden that becomes my movement pattern because I'm trying to save my lower back. Well, because I'm trying to save my lower back, now I round uh, at the upper back. Sure, that's right. not a muscle memory thing. That's a protective thing Got it. that my brain doesn't care how well I work. Mm. It's just trying to keep me alive. Right. And so that's where that neural feedback really comes in. So it's dissecting that. So when you start looking at movement patterns, right. well, you have, a, you have a task that we're talking about and right. why can't this task be the exact way it's supposed to be? Well, that takes somebody with a little professional experience to say, well, they're actually moving that way because of this. Oh, your okay. knee is hurting because your left foot is hitting the ground a certain right. way. So there's all these different things to look at. And this goes back to what we were talking about originally, that there's just, just billions of dollars going into movement science for athletes because it matters, right? right? That we need right. to make sure your best ability is availability. That's right. what we say in sports all the time. Well, right. that translates. Right. It translates to the professional world as well. If you're a business owner and yes. you're concerned about the way that your employees are doing something or you're getting these reports of these chronic issues that are going yeah. in, you actually come in with a camera and record yeah. and do all that. How's, yeah. that. how's that work? And so it's it's kind of a step above, in my opinion, a step above the ergonomic side of things, right? Because okay. we all, you know, we understand that people will come in and do an eval ergonomic evaluation that right. maybe you're sitting a certain way, your hands are a certain way or whatever. Right. But really what it comes down to for us is treating everybody as if they're the professional athlete. Got it. And so, well, how do you cue a person as a professional athlete? How do we get someone to catch a ball better or more efficiently how do you swing a bat more efficiently all of those things how does my golf swing change well we have to video it and we got to break it down right and so any of you that you know watch sports or any of that stuff and you're watching somebody on an analyst go well this happened and then this happened because this moved over here well that's what i am talking about right. so 
depending on what your highest liability movement is, well, let's film that first. First mm. and foremost, let's film that. And now let's break down, like, are there any blind spots because of the way I'm set up? Am I not able to see so on and so forth? Am I in a bad position with my back? Right. Or is my hip not hinging with my knee? Are those mm. separated? Sure. Uh, is, I can go on and on and on about that. <laughs> so I won't bore you guys right. with that. But, but yes, it's totally that. It's, it's filming what is that movement that we're looking for and then doing a breakdown. And then once that breakdown is done, now we come in and we go over a report and talk about what are those things that we need to change and then how do we incorporate those on a daily basis to go through some neural warmups. You have a wife? Yep. Kids? Two kids. When you're not here, what do you do with them? Gosh, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm a very social person. Would have um, never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also a homebody. Like okay. I, I just, this sounds corny. I just love my family. I love right. being home. I want to hang out with my wife. You know, we're business partners, right. but we just, I, I just want to hang out with her and sure. I want to hang out with the boys and, and uh, you know, whether that's building Legos or throwing the ball on the back or uh, my youngest likes to, we have a huge garden out back that, that was all kind of Callie's brainchild. Right. Uh, but we've created a big part of our yard is to, into a garden. We have chickens. Our youngest loves to be in the garden and find the chicken egg. Every day right. he gets home from school, I'm going to go check the chicken eggs. Um, you know, running our dog, we actually connect them to the, like I connect them to my bike. <laughs> and then we, we run him and then they ride their bikes, uh, whether it's skateboarding or rollerblading or playing catch out front or out back, going camping. We just right. got back from a camping trip. Both boys love to surf. Um, what have you learned from your children and all these activities that you apply to your business? That's a great question, actually. Uh, their adaptability. Okay. You know, they, regardless of what it is, they just enjoy trying. Mm. And, and that's another thing I get asked all the time. Well, what sports are your kids going to play? And I don't care. Right. I don't care. I, I, what if they don't play sports? I, I don't know. Right. As long as they're healthy and, and they're good people and, right. and they have interests, I, I don't care. And so really for me, watching them kind of go through this whole process is watching them just being able, I guess, to mm -hmm. enjoy whatever it is they're doing and not being forced into it. And that's, but again, I am going, they are going to do something, you know, they're <laughs> Dad not, yeah, not going to be on the phone and they're not right. going to be in front of the TV and all that kind of stuff. When, when we're together, we're doing something. Right. And, and I think that's an important lesson for them to learn too, that you don't just resort back to doing nothing. You don't become the zombie. Like we're doing something, right. but we're doing it together and we're having fun doing it. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this okay. because I'm sure I will get a whole bunch of comments if I don't. Okay. But there is this idea out there that in order to be in a facility like this, yeah. uh, only a certain demographic of students and youth yeah. can come here. Yeah. And that is not necessarily the case. Not you all. actually have a scholarship program. Yeah. And, and that, that was the, the foundation of the idea yeah. that you have, a, you have a facility that is set up that you know first and foremost it it's something unlike anything else right i want kids if they are going to play at the collegiate level i want them to have already experienced that level so it's not a surprise you right. know as forrest gump says one less thing right you know that that when they go on a recruiting trip they're not going oh my goodness this is a, well i do that back home that, this right. is nothing to right. me right. right and then they're able and aware to see what's really happening at that school mm. now from that 
um, I was just one of those kids that I would have done anything. I mean, that was my entire purpose was to get out of where we were. And sports was my vehicle. Right. And I knew that at some point sports were going to end. At some point I was going to stop competing at some point. But it was a vehicle for me to do the things I wanted to do. Mm. Now, people that have that mentality, I mean, sometimes, you know, this is that vehicle. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's engineering. Sometimes, you know, who knows what right. that vehicle is. Right. But I happen to be versed in the sports realm. Right. And so I want to help kids use that. If you have that ability, I want to help you use that to create the life you want. And not everybody has that, like you're talking about, that financial ability to afford the private coaching that we have. And that is why that nonprofit exists. And so even if you're a kid that doesn't really care if they go to college for sports, they just want to go to college. They want to, or they want to go to a technical college to become, you know, whatever it is they want to do, but they don't have that ability to come here financially. Well, you don't have to worry about that because we have the nonprofit. You can fundraise to do that. And I'm actively out in the community looking to build the scholarship fund. And so that's, that's a big goal of mine. If there, was, if there was one goal that, you you know, if you were to say, what's the one thing you want to do over the next five years, that's it. I mean, I want to build a scholarship fund that allows for that process to happen. So anybody that walks in the door, I can say, yes, we have that. Here's your application. And we, you know, we accept X amount per quarter. Right. But right now it's more of a, hey, if you're willing to do it, here is the letter. Here is the this. Here's the that. You can go fundraise for yourself. What makes you wake up every morning Hmm. and open your business? Yeah, regardless, you know, I mean, we all have our tough days, right? I mean, there's there's always uh, there's always something life always happens, regardless if it's business or if it's family or, you know, it's it's your own demons. We all have them. Right. And. The way I look at it is, you know, we talk, a lot of people talk about obstacles and, and hurdles, which is kind of funny in here. But, right, sure. But, right. but, you know, when you look at that, I, I, I always, and I, it may have been that I've been taught to do this through my years of athletics, um, but I look at it three ways. If there's an obstacle, if there's a hurdle in front of you, well, you can run up to it and stop and, and be scared of it and, and freeze. Right. Or you can just go around it go a different direction and and ignore it altogether. Right. Or you can put the other hat on and just drive right through the damn thing and and punch through it and not know necessarily what's on the other side. But you know doing that is going to give you and everyone else around you the opportunity to be better. And that's the choice I make. And so every day, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, I'm going right through the darn thing every single time. And that's what I want to teach my kids. It's what I want to be the example for, for my family and my coaches and everyone else that walks in here that they know that when they walk into this building, me as the guy that is the owner, the starter of this whole thing is working just as hard as anybody else and is willing to do it. Ryan, this has been a a real privilege. Thank you very much for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Thank you for having me. If visioners want to get in touch with you and learn more about A3 Sports Performance, how do they do that? Uh, we got a website, so sure. a3sportsperformance.com. You can email us at info, I-N-F-O, at a3sportsperformance.com. Okay. Social media, right. at A3 Sports Performance. There's a pattern here. Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> it's like somebody understood branding. Or, I don't know. <laughs> or you can call or text at 661-465-3771. And again, call or text and you will actually get a real human. And I'll be right back with my final thought.
The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clareau Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clareau Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClareauTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 today. We get in business to win. One of the things that Ryan Beckwith does with A3 Sports Performance is he likes to record his athletes and the motions and the functions that they do when they're in the race, and more specifically, when it comes to track and hurdles. He likes to record what the, what the athlete is doing. What is their body function? How does their hips, their legs, their feet, how does all that work on impacting the track and moving them forward? And what is their stride length? How many strides does that athlete need to take in order to get to the next hurdle? And what is the form that they're taking when they jump over that hurdle? Then, once they complete the first hurdle, how many strides does it take for them to get to the next hurdle and the next and the next until that athlete completes the race. Well, last time I checked, no athlete gets into running a race to come in second. No, they want to win the race. And that's also true about us in business as well. None of us go into business to come in second. But that gets me to thinking, how much if information or time or energy or coaching do we take into analyzing the systems and the processes of our business? How are we moving forward? How are we, what is our stride length? And how many strides does it take for us to get to the next hurdle? And what is our form, the business, how it operates when it reaches that hurdle and needs to jump over it? And then after that, what systems and processes do we have in order to approach the next hurdle and the next hurdle until we get to the end of the race and we win. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Ryan Beckwith, the owner of A3 Sports Performance, and I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business, and we'll see you here again next week when we celebrate another small business making a big breakthrough. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.